0: The day I decided to become radically responsible for myself and the results of my life was when I turned my obstacles into opportunities. I'm here to help other ambitious entrepreneurs create a relentless mindset, a resilient faith so that you can harness the power within your own journey and realize your potential in your life and your business. I'm your host and no fluff coach, Nisha. Welcome to the show. friends thank you so much for listening to today's episode if you had any moments of breakthrough any aha moments if you just enjoyed this content it would be a blessing to me if you could leave that feedback in the show by wherever you're listening to the show leave a five-star review drop a comment let me know what resonated with you as a thank you i'd love to give you access to my workshop navigating ambition without mom guilt all you have to do is do one of two things either send me a dm screenshot the uh, on your stories tag me at courage hackers on instagram let me know what you thought about it screenshot your review and i'll dm you back or send me an email the email is in the description box screenshot your review send it to me in the email and i am going to offer you a little thank you gift thank you again for listening to the show your self-concept of yourself is everything that you believe to be true And everything you believe to be true about yourself has landed you precisely where you live and breathe every day of your life. Dr. Wayne Dyer. So my corporate HR or my corporate career was as an HR professional working within largely manufacturing organizations internally and externally as a consultant. Manufacturing is all about standardization right, so that you can control the quality of goods and services, but also control the outcomes, the output of the systems and the people. One of the main reasons safety has to be a core value in a manufacturing organization, if you desire to have a safety performance, safety measures, right, is that safety must be a requirement of your corporate identity so that it is a requirement of your individual identity in the roles in the organization a tolerance for deviation of safety can cost and does cost an organization millions of dollars and potentially lives right that's why quality control is in place Before that, I was in the Air Force for about eight years, active in Air National Guard. And I was really fortunate to have leaders who saw leadership uh, capacity or potential within me and allowed me to do a number of things that my peers didn't have an opportunity to do. I was fortunate to experience both ends of the spectrum, sitting at tables with distinguished leaders, as well as the everyday grind of being an everyday or early career Airmen. The military is all about standardization too. It has processes to bring everyday civilians into a system that shifts their identity to see service and sacrifice above themselves. That's a standardization of the way you dress, the way we walked, the way we talked, even how we would show our honor and respect to someone or something. It was by far the thing I love most about the military and my military identity is the way you honor things. The system is meant to pre- reprogram you to not see yourself as just having a job title, but being a service member that accepts the whole person embodiment of that responsibility. When I was in Korea, which was a really special place and it was a really special place in my heart, I had plenty of peers who got busted down in rank, went to jail, or even kicked out of the service for stupid stuff, right? Like they couldn't release the identity of who they were before they came into the military. Some of them had some version of gang affiliation. Um, Some of them just clowns, just angry at the world, really struggled with discipline and authority. Some of them were fitness standards, right? Despite us going through the same system of standardization, like boot camp and job training and support, walking, talking the same, they couldn't rise to the potential within them and meet the next level because of what they thought it would mean to no longer be who they were they would have to release their former identities so that they could have an elevated self-concept that aligns with the standards of a service member. Here's where I'm going with this to into this episode for today. Your outcomes will never outperform your standards or your self-concept ever. It's like a hard wall that your outcome will constantly be ranking itself against. Your performance will never rise against your standards and your concept despite all the external efforts, the tools, the training, the support that you have, the information to get you to the next level. You won't get there if you don't feel congruent with it, if you don't feel aligned with the identity of the person who is that next level, right? Just like Safety as a standard in an organization is why, despite having safety goals in place, organizations never reach their safety goals because they don't have an organizational identity that is aligned with safety as a value of its identity, right? Just like in the service, when you have these individuals who, despite all the training, the ridiculous efforts the military puts you through to raise your sense of self, To see yourself as someone um, who prioritizes others and sacrifice and service. That's why so many people struggle with it. Here's a formula for you that I want you to think about constantly, right? As you're evaluating your next level, your identity informs your intentions and your intentions inform your initiatives. That formula not only offers the blueprint for which your goals and next levels Uh, can be reached, but it acts as a baseline for you to see your blind spots, right? If you realize that despite your initiative, you are not getting your results. Well, are you looking at your intentions and your identity? You've accepted uh, this concept into your subconscious without even realizing it with intention. The idea of using the self-concept as something you have to release or become um, and you just accept it to determine what you do and inform what you do and what you put priority and emphasis on for instance personality tests like astrological signs I'm a Scorpio whenever I tell someone I'm a Scorpio they're like oh you're a Scorpio you must be mad at the world you must be something a force to be reckoned with right being in a political party being assigned a title of a Democrat or Republican, being a sports fan, you know, once you've identified as something within those parameters, it informs your intention and your attention, right? It determines the priority you place on ensuring that you are seen as someone who identifies with that particular thing. Here's a really funny way to apply the uh initiative and identity part of it so my husband is a miami dolphins fan huge sports fan but huge or football fan but huge miami dolphins fan and it's really funny about sports teams the fan like fanatics because they say we a lot they refer to themselves as the we they've accepted themselves as a part of the team right the six man they are a part of this team he convinces 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 himself <laughs> that he can't plan anything that's not his talent or his gift is mine whenever we talk about planning for certain things right however comma when it's fantasy football season all the planning potential activates right like it's all there and i know you've seen someone in your life like this too they say that they're not good at something in one capacity until you see it shining brightly in another that tells me that that tells me that that skill is more aligned with the role and identity of a football fan than it does as a family man right like we all do this when the way we the way you show up and outcomes you produce as a result of the way you see yourself tell you about yourself just like Dr. Wayne Dyer's quote it's a reflection it's all it is is a mirror your outcomes you have in your life right now or a mirror in a reflection to how you see yourself how you see yourself is a often unfortunately for a lot of people a reflection of what they are and where they are right now and that's unfortunate because the power isn't that way the power isn't the ladder it's the original so self um, psychologist Carl Rogers identifies Three parts of self-concept, if this is a new notion for you, is ideal self. The ideal self is the person you want to be. The person has the attributes and qualities you are either working toward or want to possess. It's how you envision yourself to be if you were exactly as you want it to be. There's the self-image which refers to how you see yourself at the moment in time. At this moment in time, attributes like physical characteristics, personality traits, social roles all play into your self-image. And then there's self-esteem. That's how much you like, accept, and value yourself. uh, And they all contribute to your self-concept. Self-esteem can be affected by a number of factors like how others see you, how you think you compare to others in your role and position in society. This, my friend, is exactly why affirmations alone don't change your life. If you really want to have next level results, you have to have a next level self-concept. You have to have an elevated self-concept as your starting point. Identity, intention, initiative, right? Remember, your results will never exceed your self-concept despite what you change on the outside. There's a level of worthy and congruence that is required to get you there. And if you're struggling with this, struggling to identify what that is for you, that elevated self-concept for your next level, I'd love to help you. Send me a DM and let me know what you're struggling with most.